Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about <laughs> season two of Terraform Mars. Terra for Mars. Terraform Mars. <laughs> Terra for Mars? Question mark? Possibly? Kind of? Yeah. Sort of? Hopefully? <sighs> I mean, we should stop in the middle because this isn't a full season. I mean, it is a full season, but it's like it's just Terraform and then just leave it off like they did with the anime where you're just like, well, there's going to be another season, I'm sure. Well, I mean, like we could do it how the title's written or at least displayed. Hera. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. All right. So this uh, gem of a show came out in April 2016, ran all the way through June 2016. The producers for it, just to name a couple, Warner Brothers Japan. I love the this one. I'm going to save it for the right after Good Smile Company Mages. <laughs> but Sorry. the better one, Ultra Super Pictures. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Studios, Why did it sound like a bad translation? Because it probably was, but I don't know. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I mean, like given the name, all the names of everything else that are out there, I honestly wouldn't put it past it being that. So I mean, we should uh, start our own Super Omega Best Company. How do you know I don't already have that? Do you? No. Because that'd, awesome, <laughs> <was gonna say, laughs> that'd be an awesome thing to change it to. <laughs> uh, studios for our TYO animations and Linden Films. So it was, it had a couple studios working on this. Linden Films was the same studio that worked on season one. And they also helped out with this one. Sources among uh, genres are action, sci fi, space, horror, drama, and setting. Okay. And, yep. So 13 episodes of, of pure horror. Pure unbridled. Not horror as in, oh my gosh, this is so scary. Oh, no. Horror is like, why did I watch this? Why did I spend hours of my life watching this? And more specifically well, for me, why do I have to watch this and then listen to us talk about this? <laughs> and it's uh, again. Well, okay. So last week, no, not last week, two weeks ago, we, we, we recovered the first season. Yes. Was kind of a short show, I would say, short episode, if you will, because we didn't have too many positive things to say, and to the point of, I almost did not recommend this to be our next show because I, you know, I, I while time wise it benefits both of us because it's easier for you to cut everything out and it's less time consuming to produce, but I just didn't want to put myself or you through that because we both really, I thought it was going to be great because I remember watching it you know, the first go around, I'm like, that's not so bad. And I just, I was, it wasn't so bad because at my sample size wasn't that large. It would be like, if you go to a store and you buy store-bought apple pie, you're like, oh, it's not bad. Then you go to another store and more store-bought apple pie. Like, okay, it's not that bad. It's good. It's, It's good for what I know. And then you go home and dear old grandma makes you apple pie from scratch. And I'm talking sprinkled some crack in there probably i (laughs) don't know how they always make it better than store-bought but and then you that first bite you're like this is what apple pie is supposed to be 
And then you look at the store-bought stuff and go, oh, I liked that. I was so wrong. I was so ignorant. That doesn't surprise me. That's how I felt with Terraform Mars the first season. So You see, and then you have someone that's like, oh, I have wonderful, delicious food all the time. And then you, Rick, decide to go, here's a, here's a turd pie. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, no, no, yes. No, 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 no. This is I, I so. A, I got a better one. So you, you remember, <laughs> so you grew up with empanadas, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So you grew up with the deliciousness of homemade empanadas. And I came by with my delicious Taco Bell empanada. And I give you mine. I'm like, this is great. And you humor me by going, yeah, it's fine. I guess you like it. I hope you're happy. And then you come to school the next day with homemade empanadas and go, you should try this. And it, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. And I'm like, now all I can do is just hope. All I can do is hope just to have one more homemade empanada again. Uh, so anyways, empanadas yeah. are delicious. I love empanadas. They are. They are. I can't help it. Can't help it. Anyway, that's what Terraform Mars was for me. And it just, it just did not age well. No, it never does. So how are, how is, I guess this would be better. You know, I don't know how we got on the topic of food. Because <laughs> I'm hungry. Because I'm, I'm hungry. But it, it's a good rendition for me. I appreciate that. That's as far as food goes. That, that's, that's a good version for me because I had good food and I had bad food. I've had good anime. I've had bad anime. I've had bad anime before I had good anime. You know what I mean? I do know exactly what you mean. But that's okay, because you so, know what this, this is? is? This is just a turd sandwich all around. I mean, like, no matter what. Well, it gets better. It gets better. So. I mean, if anything, it definitely <laughs> leaves it open for the more so third season that will eventually come. I'm not sure we're going to watch the third season, to be perfectly honest. Well, you don't mean, man. I can't, I can't get enough of that third season deliciousness. They can't all be Log Horizon. I'm sorry. They can't all be Log Horizon. They're, I mean, they're not. They're, could you could you hear and tell the enthusiasm in my voice for it? Third season deliciousness. <sighs> Truly wonderful greatness. The, the the way you're saying it, all I can think of is just you're looking forward to it. So much. <sighs> so much. So much. <laughs> oh goodness. So what, in your opinion, was different between season one and season two? Uh, well, besides the animation, the <laughs> colors, besides ev- everything, everything. They also decided to change race for a lot of a lot of people. And that one changed skin tones, color, race in general, just changed a lot. They changed it. So that way they tried making it a little bit more comedic, too. I felt they tried to make it a little bit more lighthearted because in season one, you just had grim. Okay, so fair, fair example, in my opinion. Katz has been listening, has been watching uh, of our favorite Star Wars, you know, episode one, typically lighthearted. Episode two, the drama and the just ugh, pain to lead on to the third act where it resolves itself typically. In, in Star Wars, it, it didn't, obviously. It, it resolved itself on episode six and nine, I believe. But here, there is no good base to go on. Season one is just sad backstory after just tragic backstory after just abysmal reasoning for even doing any of this. Season two looks more lighthearted. The colors are brighter. The, the, it, it looks more Dragon Ball Z-ish, if I, if I can even say that. There's more sword play. There's more just, just weird fighting. I and just, the enemy evolves. Yeah. 
But for this, what really just threw me off, what really kind of ruined it for me was the fact that they had changed it so much. The consistency wasn't there. Now, do you happen to know how much time was spent between, I would say, season one and season two being released? Because I know that when season one, they did like a season one unrated and then season two came out. But Uh, you told me that. Yeah, uh, season one came out in 2014. Season two came out in 2016. Okay, so it was a two-year difference. For some reason, I thought it was much greater. I thought that season two came out a year ago, mainly because I hadn't watched it. Um, No, but in 2018, they had a couple OVAs come out, which is a sequel. Please don't tell me season three is going to be an OVA thing and they're going to just call it done there. Actually, no, 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 better yet. I hope they did do that. I hope you're going to tell me that that's exactly what happened. I, doubt I it. do not, I do not want to suffer through a full third season of mm, no. slightly better, slightly better anime, but no, like they tried to take the, themselves way too seriously. In my opinion. No, uh, from honestly, from how it looks, is it, uh, it's just a small little snippet of what's happening on earth. And that's basically it. I mean, like it's called earth hen terraform Mars earth hen. Okay. Terraformers Earth Hen, like Earth H E N, like like a Earth hyphen H E N. That's odd. Okay. To say the least. Yeah. Why, you know. I, I was trying to think. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of what suffixes might. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what suffix might hen be. Because I know san. I know tan. Um, son, ton, whatever. Um, chan as a, as a suffix or yeah, suffix, not prefix. So, but I'm not quite sure what hen is. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't get. Uh, I want to say, don't get me wrong. I'd give it however many um, attempts or however many saves. That said, uh, I don't know if I want to because I you usually mean, give an, I give anime three episodes typically. Heck, I even tried uh, the re- re- redo of Hero of Healer. I, I gave that three episodes, and the writing on there was atrocious. The premise fantastic, but it was just too graphic for me. I couldn't wasn't was not in my wheelhouse of stuff I wanted, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Uh, and I pulled up uh, uh, what hen is, and it is uh, strange, pe- uh, peculiar, curious, uh, eccentric, suspicious, odd, weird, funny, you know. Oh, okay. So basically what they're saying, in the very last episode, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I'm trying to make sense of Earth hen. Um, at the very end, the, the, the cockroaches from Mars made it back to Earth and somehow where they were like doing stuff on Earth. So, so maybe, that, maybe that's in, insinuating strange Earth, maybe, strange world. Probably. But I would, uh, I would honestly say that that's not that surprising that that happened, that they were there. I mean, I do understand where you're coming from because they were on the spaceship. And how are they going to get to the spaceship if they haven't made it to the destination yet? It's not like they were floating in space waiting. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's it. And it's not like they're dumb because they're pretty, pretty savvy and able to catch on to things pretty quick. They're using cell phones. They're able to use computers and everything like that. They're and on Mars, they're able to use technology and catch up to it and and learn from it. And at least in the in the second season, you kind of learn that where their priorities are in terms of who they go after more so than anything else. And you also learn that they take Whoever they kill, they take them and use the parts or use parts of them to enhance themselves. Yeah, I was going to say augment, but yeah, they enhance themselves. And it is oh, the implications 
are just scary. Mm-hmm. Because not only are they taking bits and pieces or the mosaic organ, if you will, from these things, they're able to, within one week, implant them into other beings. They're their own subspecies. They're their own people and have whatever ability was there stronger, better. Uh, it's, it's, it's worrisome. I have no idea how they're going to try to fall into a solution because they're not going to look for looking for one's not going to help them here. Searching for one triumphing being, being try being triumphant over these things is, is not going to be a good, it's not going to help at all because they're going to stumble upon a solution and it's going to be dumb. It's going to be stupid. I'm sure the bacteria chick that she was, she was pivotal for three episodes and she was more harmful to herself than anybody else. And the thing that I do not understand, I don't think I will understand it. Supposedly, they had these amazing insects, creatures, terrestrial animals that they were able to incorporate into the human body, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean. They did ants. They did. Um, everything they possibly could. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, except, like, so, except cockroaches. True. Um, not everything. They didn't do everything. You know what I mean? Like they, they didn't seem to have a limit. The only True. limit they had seemed to have was placed upon the usefulness of the creature. Which even then I would argue that at that point it was the same thing. It was like, eh, I mean, like they had a house cat and that one was pretty, I mean, like I'm not saying <clears throat> house cats are useless, but I'm saying like the, the person, how they chose to utilize their abilities made them kind of useless because they died in the first 30 seconds of being introduced in season one. You're not wrong. And there's definitely a hierarchy of abilities. And why didn't they, instead of having a diverse range, instead of having an amazing range of people, so, what, what they had, why didn't they do more like the honey badger? Like you saw, uh, that's a great question. Uh, but you know, they also had like the urchin or whatever it was that boa, yeah. that one boa character basically could replicate himself infinitely. And it would basically, it would be an entire planet of him versus the roaches. They should have done that. They, they should have incorporated Mr. Perfect, Mr. Number one with that ability and had like 19 of him or a hundred or a thousand. No, they'd only need 19. Yeah. But why, why stop at just 19 for perfection? (laughs) Uh, Because he wouldn't want to have sex with himself. I mean, he might, who knows? Uh, because but. every single one of them have their own personality, their own likes, dislikes, their own goals and everything like that. And that was something that was specifically stated too. Yeah, no, it was, it was actually like, interesting because it, it basically said, if you have an infinite, it, it, it took the multiverse theory and made it a actual, an actual story plot line. For instance, right now, let's say I'm standing in my house, right? What am I doing right now? I'm talking to you. I'm helping in my opinion, us become better friends because I'm spending quality time with you. I'm hopefully enriching our listeners' lives. Debatable. (laughs) (laughs) But if I was to stop what I'm doing right now, walk outside and take a left, I could get hit by a car. My story ends. I could go out, hook a right, find a lottery ticket on the ground worth millions of dollars. Or if I went outside and took a right, there's, there's so many different options to me. I can go and be a mass murderer. I can go and find the cure to cancer. I doubt it highly with my capabilities, 
but well with it, your it, it, specific capabilities but like with boa the capabilities of the other you well he was completely well that's true you actually have a point there instead of going right or left or out i could just get in my car and start driving and you're right like my personal mental capacity where i'm at right now is only limited to me and the story i'm on with boa his story started new every single time yep i mean it started the same it started the same like oh could you imagine this if he's like i wanted to be an author because that's what one of them did and he just focused on that as the other person was growing and now that became their focus and then once that's done he's like i want to have the best martial arts available and I want to be a model and I want to do this. And I, all of his dreams and aspirations, one person took that and ran with it. Yeah. Think about that. That, that would be interesting. Your thought becomes your, the, this new being's obsession. That's kind of cool. That is pretty awesome. But wouldn't that, wouldn't one of your guys also want to work against you? That is if a you've possibility. That is a very good possibility, man. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past him. I really well, I mean, he's dead now. So and, yeah. actually I got a question. You notice how they killed the original person doing all the, the replicating and whatnot? Mm-hmm. If he split himself, doesn't that mean any of those other selves has the ability to replicate as yeah. well? Mm-hmm. I would assume so. Now who's the cockroach? <laughs> uh, Boa? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Boa? I, I, keep, I feel like I'm saying his name wrong. I feel like it's hey, not Boa, you know, but fist in the air, Fist in the air, more power to you because I can't remember half the names other than Michelle. Michelle, yeah. And the only reason I remember her name is because of how many times she denied dinner. Fair enough. Michelle, Michelle Davis. Yeah. One of the things that really sets apart season one and season two. And one of the, I thought was a nice kind of a nice change in season one. They didn't focus really on any story. It was a mishmash. Yeah. Yeah. And season two, they kind of focused on a story. They gave you something kind of linear that you could follow while sprinkling in some combat throughout it, but they, they really kind of focused in on an actual story. I can see that. I, I, I understand what you're talking about. I, it, mm, in season one, they laid a very broad foundation to build upon. And instead of building a pyramid where they all, all the, the bases flowed to one point, I feel like they built a baseline city where certain stories went to a certain area that were completely independent of one another. They didn't, they weren't connected in a way that I was expecting them to be. That makes sense. Yeah. But also at the same time, it felt like they were kind of contradicting their own story a little bit too. Like More than uh, a little bit. I was trying to be generous. I was trying to be kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I it, it was what it was. I mean, at least one, it had a story at the very least. It had a little bit of a, little bit less meaningless combat with random spritz of story. It was more, more story focused with combat uh, sewn throughout it. And it, when the combat actually did happen, you had more of a focused, uh, more of a focused, I want to say approach to it. So the fights showed a meaning. It had a meaning behind it. They tried to convey a particular story or tried to convey some kind of information, whether it be about the characters who are on the moon or, or not moon uh, on Mars or about the cockroaches that were there. So that way you can better understand how they further developed. That makes perfect sense. Like I know, I know what you mean. And I felt like season two sacrifices meant more. Now, what I did not like about season two in that regard was death didn't seem permanent. And it was very Deus ex machina 
or uh, just plot armor through the tuchus by oh you lost a leg let's just shoot another one out when you when your animal shouldn't have the uh, have the ability for that but if you have a certain medicine you'll regenerate at a much higher rate and your wounds will close up what we call that we call that uh plot drugs plot yeah plot drugs I mean, like at, at the very least, uh, for when Bayo Bio Boa blah blah blah, sea urchin, when yeah. he loses a leg, he goes, "Oh well, it doesn't matter. I can't regenerate a limb, so I can't heal myself like that." So he does specifically cite that, and the only one that did uh, regenerate a limb at all uh, was, or well, two of them, anyways. I was gonna say there was the crab and the the mantis, the uh, peacock. Mantis, mantis shrimp. Yeah, yeah. You know, for what it's worth, I mean, like even in this one, I, I feel like they underplayed how powerful the punch is for the peacock mantis shrimp and how it would be based on the size that he is. Yeah, it would, it would burst eardrums just throwing a regular punch, let alone one that had power behind it. Yeah. So, uh, I, I feel like in general, when it came to a lot of the animals, a lot of the creatures that they had going on there. They either A, overplayed it, or B, underplayed it. I do like, though, that unlike in the first one, the in second season for the Picasso Man- Mantis Shrimp, they did kind of touch on his ability to see, uh, what's her face? Invisible Girl? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, she's like, you can see me? He's like, yeah, I have the, the Peacock, I have no idea what. He, he's well, like, I, I, I'm Peacock Mantis. I can see every, yeah. see you because they they have twelve color cones and they can see actual uh, spectrums as well beyond yeah. that. Which they are they're amazing they're amazing creatures. I mean, like when we talked about it a couple week, weeks ago, we were talking about it's like when they punch, it's like with insane force and just in a small little vacuum, the it heats up from the pressure uh, yeah. in a it, little it, tiny bubble. It's like fraction of the sun. So what I would think about this, he's when he's punching, he's compressing the air against his fist. Now, granted, he's not in a cylinder and he's not in a viscous material such as seawater, seawater. But by punching is he should have been able to like think about it. They gave up the opportunity for a falcon punch with fire. Yeah. I mean, yeah, come on. That would just. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, what's interesting is there were so many aggravating points in this show, too. I mean, Grant, I'm going to rate this higher, a little bit higher, if I remember correctly, for the one we saw a couple weeks ago. I'm going to rate it a little bit higher than that one, simply because it had an actual story that it could follow. But it felt like they were, one, they were trying to introduce comedy throughout it. Just a little smidge of it, have like little random bubbles pop up and everything like that, where it's like tried to do a little comedy ha-ha type thing. The animation wasn't as dark. It was very... Very much more bright, vibrant, very, very more lively, if anything else. The interactions between some of the characters was definitely a little bit more lighthearted than anything else. Um, But one of the episodes where it just like was come on was when uh, Michelle and Moth do, even though he's a pro pro tag, he's the main one. Uh, What's his name? Akira, Akira. Something like that, right? Sure. Whatever. Yeah, probably. The one with the Hattori Hanzo blade. Yes. Okay. Um, When they're down and out for the count, right? And Boa's like driving away. He kicks 
uh, one of the girl passengers out. So that way all the cockroaches go towards her. And then um, you have Eagle Dude go with her, basically. They sit there mm-hmm. for a good couple of minutes, good several minutes, sitting there just talking, reminiscing and everything like that. And then when they're like right on top of them, oh, you know what we should do? What? We should make our way to the motorcycle that's over there so we can get away. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, that would have been like my number one thing. Oh, we're on the ground now. There's a motorcycle over there. Let's run to it. It irked me so bad. How did, oh, dude, how, how did our our immortal forever multiplying guy make it to them? On that motorcycle. Because yep, it flew. It, well, it flew. Thank you. Okay. On to my next quandary, let's call it. What did they do to catch up to said motorbike? Like once they were on the motorbike with Mr. Perfect, what did they do to get back to the thing that was much slower than them? No, they didn't I know fly. What, I know what you're going to say. And they granted, they did not fly, but they fell with style. No, not even that. They did. because not They got shot up that. in the air after they popped a wheelie, got carried went, up by the tire, shot up in the air, and then they fell down into the actual body or in the cockpit. Yeah. Where where oh dude was all right where where he was okay so, in, so all I know is so. instead of popping a wheelie and going through the thousands of literal cockroaches that could have just jumped up and over them no fighting necessary no epic I'm almost gonna die every ten milliseconds of driving through these people dude nothing was needed you could have just boop boop hey okay we're here again it was frustrating. So frustrated. I'm like, you can fly. You can literally fly mm, up and over these landbound creatures. No, no, sir, sir. Look, you're forgetting one very important thing. Plot drugs. <sighs> Plot drugs. Plot. Yeah, okay. Plot drugs for some reason make, you know, uh, the automaton no longer transform. Exactly. I will say this. I One of the other things that I actually really enjoyed is they actually discussed the negative side effect, the negative effect of them actually using the drugs to transform. Yes. They made that more real to me because having that ability seems a little broken and they made it less broken. Yeah. I feel like they retconned a few things, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And by that, we mean uh, it shortens your lifespan every time you do use it by from what they, from what they, they don't say it, but I think it's implied. The feeling you get is it's not, a little bit of life that's being taken away. It's a lot of life. Like if you're 30 and you're, let's say you, you plan, you don't even plan. You, you're expected to live till 80, right? You get another 50 years. You pop that bad boy. Once you, you lose six months, you double up on that. You just lost two years. You triple up on that in an emergency. You just lost a decade. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what, that's the feeling I got from that. Cause for instance, Oh dude, when he was about to kill bacteria chick, right? Yeah. He, he popped four things immediately. He grew his arm back, but he died almost instantly. So he used up his remaining life. Well, to be fair, he was also dying from the bacteria as well. Like he was already oh, yeah, supposed he, to he was, have died anyways. So there's no way to know how far along. But him injecting four at the same time basically almost transformed him completely into a centipede or whatever it was or beetle or whatever he was supposed to. Yeah, so it definitely didn't help his situation. That's for damn sure. Yeah. But he was going to die. He was expecting to die anyway. And his sacrifice, I found, was very satisfying. I'm, I'm sad that he did die because I, I, he was one of my more likable characters. 
He had substance. He had purpose. He, he had a decent backstory. And I really liked the fact that he had the opinion of, I know what I want. I'm going to go get what I want. He saw this woman. It showed him as his, his world is gray and no flavor, no color. And this woman passes in front of him. He goes, my DNA has spoken to me about you. I want to marry you. And she's like, not only do you even know my name, no, 5,000% no. And so he <laughs> finds out her name's Gina because her friend was Said like, her name. Yeah. Hey, you need to be careful with that dude, uh, Gina. And he's like, I know her name. Not stalkerish at all. I want to throw no, up. No. That's perfectly normal. That is 100% acceptable in normal society. <laughs> and he, he follows her to her dorm, I guess, or her classroom, her school. Something and like on that. On the way home, her friend abandons her straight. Hey, looks like you two want to be alone. You mean with the stalker dude who had to basically steal my name? Hey, well, to be fair, to be fair, um, they you don't know how much time has passed and you know that they've actually had discussions because she said, oh, you're already back from your tour. Gotcha. Yes, that makes sense. For some reason, I, I missed that part and I picked up on the shouldn't you be back on the base? And he, he replied something to the effect of he's got leave before his next trip. So I thought that he hadn't left yet, that he was around for the for his vacation, essentially. Yeah. And he was waiting on his next deployment. Yeah. So but again, you know, it helps again, reiterate that they have had discussions and everything like that before. That makes sense. Beforehand. So time has passed. And, you know, if I'm going to I'm going to I want to say this real quick and then we'll we'll just go ahead and wrap up and let me know if you agree. Anytime they give any real, true, meaningful background, true, <laughs> meaningful background, that person's going to die. Um, I would say no, because they gave Michelle Davis a meaningful background. I'll let you have that one. I don't think it was truly that meaningful, but what, what, what about the, the, and the mealworm I, I, dude? I, I, okay. Hang on. Mm-hmm. And I will say the only exceptions are when it ties into other characters that are still alive. Okay. That is an acceptable amendment, if you will. Thank you. And the reason why I say that is because Beetle Dude died and you got a little bit of a background for Sylvester, the crab dude. True. You got a girl in season one with the eagle guy and spider dude. They knew each other. All three of them knew each other. You got her background, which was also tied with their background. And so, yeah, she died because you had the full kind of a full background. But, you know, you had that background. Yeah, I fully expected them to die. I'm not I'm not even joking. I fully expected them to just kick the bucket. Exactly. So all right. I think this is a good spot. What do you think, sir? I agree. I think this is a very decent spot to finish up on. All right. Scale of up to ten, sir. How would you rate this? Mm, the fact the ending left me with more questions and it it really felt like, oh, we didn't even discuss the worst part about the ending. Oh, we talked a little bit about it. So the one thing I'd like to add before we do the the the, the rating, if you will. Of course. At the very, very end, the dude the the cra- the the cockroach person holding the, the cell phone, it showed a hierarchy of genius cockroaches. Yep. I felt horror, just fear, because there's no way if one of those little dudes was giving him so much trouble, we just saw 13 of them. It looked like and I, I realized this was probably on purpose, but it looked like Jesus and the Last Supper. Yeah. And there was a dude that could do electricity, and they were able to splice themselves 
living, I'd imagine. They're able to have these operations done, and it just it seems like they're advancing far too quickly for our own good, for our main people we want to win. Yeah. So I realize they're trying to set up a, a very scary, oh God, this is what are we going to do scenario and then pull a miracle out of their butt. But uh, yeah, that, that's where I'm going to stop that. So yeah, if you're good, though. That's fair enough. Yeah. And I don't know. They, they definitely left it open. And there's, there's a lot, honestly, there's a lot more to it that's going on here. There's like a lot, some political uh, betrayal and they, you go into figuring out like uh, the branch four, which is the Chinese branch betrays everyone. And then you also have uh, the Roman and German branches that are trying to, to connect with each other and, and basically escalate themselves. And so it's like, even though they're supposed to be working together against this ultimate goal, everyone is still very much backstabbing each other or, or, or not fully trusting or anything else. It's there's, there's a lot more that plays on the more drama side of it than anything else. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, when, when there was drama, it was heavy, heavy handed. So you, it was very hard to miss. Indeed. But so anyway, on a scale of up correct. to 10, sir, a scale of up to 10, I would give it a solid six. It okay. would be a seven if it had a better, if the, if the ending didn't seem, if the ending credits didn't feel like you could have thrown a whole episode in it, it would have been, a, it would have been a seven, but I'm giving it a six. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the five simply because it was better than a lot better than season one. They left it opening open, but at least they closed some of the plot holes and they also yeah. provided an actual story. Okay. That's acceptable. So next week is my choice. It is. What do you, uh, what do you fancy, sir? Um, I don't know. Let's see here. Let me go to the random wheel here and see what we got. <laughs> random wheel of no, not that one. Random. Nope. Not that one either. <laughs> uh no we're gonna go with blood c and it's uh 13 episodes long blood hyphen c and where can i watch that on uh hulu funimation anywhere else you really want to oh, try and get to- it's, a, it's a funimation one okay yep it's 13 episodes action horror mystery school supernatural and no i have not seen it <laughs> So it's, it's blood S E A or hyphen C letter C the letter C. Okay. The reason I'm asking is I just looked up both. Gotcha. All right. So thank you for checking us out. Uh, if you have seen this week's choice, last week's choice, any other choices feel like we missed something, didn't do it justice or anything like that. Uh, you can reach out to us featured anime podcast at gmail.com at those anime guys on Twitter, featured anime podcast on Facebook. Uh, don't forget to wherever you listen to us, subscribe, leave us a like, anything else, wherever you happen to listen to us, that includes on YouTube. You can also leave a comment there. If you feel like this show is worth a dollar and you want to get a little bit of bonus content, please uh, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast. Very much would appreciate you all going there. We do have plans to grow and make this whole show better for you. And, uh, your help will uh, make that a reality. And until next time, I'm Jack. And I would like to point a message to our bug overlords. We shall resist, <laughs> just like in this one. And I'm Rick, and we'll see you next time. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.